What's up, sexy lovers? How y'all doing tonight? Welcome back to the Sex Mechanic Podcast, where we talk about sex, relationships, dating, and everything else regarding that kind of stuff. Uh, I, of course, am your host, the Sex Mechanic, aka Jensen Benoit, aka Mr. Born to Explore, aka Confident Creator, aka The Exception. And uh, we are here tonight, uh, joined by a by a podcast friend and by uh, somebody who's just a dope individual. Um, I've gotten to know this guy over the last few years, and um, he's really cool. People's, um, I, I can't say enough good things about um, this gentleman right here. Uh, but I'm also let the rest of the audience get to meet him and get to you know form their own uh, positive opinions about this guy. But he's he's really really good. People's, and I want to introduce y'all to Taj going on youtube world streaming world how's everybody thank you gene for the wonderful introduction and setting the bar higher than <laughs> made and needed <laughs> but all good no happy to be here happy that uh you requested and uh just, hey ready ready to talk um everything and anything right now i know we have a couple things to talk about so uh yeah man appreciate it hey not a problem at all man i'm glad you uh, accepted the offer because uh we've this has been overdue i mean you've seen me through the whole process of talking about doing a podcast and then starting a podcast and i'm like yeah we got to get on together we got to get on together and finally we were able to put it together so i'm glad you were able and available thank you you know um but uh as you know i like to start with a set uh kind of like a not a session but a well first of all let me, you know, let everybody indulge in the familiar background once again. After two weeks of being away, I was actually gone for like almost three weeks, but um, I'm finally back in San Diego in my space, and uh, it feels good to be back. But I also appreciate everybody who uh, allowed me to do the podcast at their places. So thanks, everybody. Um, but yeah, I like to start with uh, some appreciation. And you could join me if you have something. If not, then that's fine too. But um, today, I want to give appreciation to my damn self. All right. I don't usually do this, but today I felt very, I woke up feeling very like appreciative of where I'm at in life and what I've been able to accomplish. Um, and this is not to say I'm at my final place of where I want to be because I'm nowhere near, but at the same time, I feel like I'm close to at the same time, if, if that makes any sense. But, uh, you know, with the podcast going on with me finally letting go of uh, the, you know, so-called nine to five work night life, even though I was working nights. Um, me just taking leaps of faith that uh, I haven't taken in a long time or that I've talked about taking. Uh, I'm really happy for me doing those things. And I'm really appreciative of the fact that. I've shown a certain level of uh, of just belief in myself, and I feel like things are working out, and I, I, I'm just I'm just happy with the way things are going, and I am looking forward to how 2022 and beyond continues, and yeah, that's pretty much what I got to say about that. So that's my appreciation for today. Hmm. I don't think I've. Uh 
collected my thoughts to do something similarly. Normally you think of gratitude, you think of some of the external stuff and, you know, goal setting and milestones. And it's like, oh, it's always things that are too uh, far away um, Mm -hmm. and maybe of intangibles and less about, you know, just being like happy with the present and saying, I'm really good like right now for the last couple of days or the last few hours. And, um, and strange that you mentioned it in, in the way that you did, because this morning someone called and I think it, uh, I provided a similar answer to them about where I was and how things were going. And it sounded almost verbatim um, in the vein of what you just uh, shared. And at the end of it all, they were like, man, how do I get there? And I'm like, I didn't get anywhere, but I'm just, I'm happy with like right now, like mm-hmm. the, the flow of everything, let the things I've let go of, like all of those things um, and just the trajectory. And overall, I think one of the most important things when you reference uh, these kinds of events or moments um, where you're thinking of gratitude and appreciation um, is momentum is like how happy are you with your own momentum uh, in in life? And sometimes when we lose momentum, we feel as though we're, we're slowing down or we're losing pace or just like who are you keeping up with? Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> um, so yeah, man, that's uh, that's great. Um, that, that was a great share. Appreciate that, man. And, and thank you for sharing. Also, I mean, it seems like uh, or it sounds like at least um, you can relate. So. You know, I, I appreciate that, too. Uh, some There's probably people out there that maybe don't or can't relate right now and, and don't feel like, you know, they're the most blessed or lucky or however you want to say it, fortunate. But uh, it's really a uh, it's really a nice space to be in when you are uh, somewhat satisfied. Let me just say that satisfied. I know there's more to come. I have a lot of desires uh, that have to be fulfilled that have not been fulfilled, but I'm satisfied with where I'm at and and the pace at which things are coming. So, yeah, that's all I can say about it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so um, today uh, we are going to get into uh, the topic of the experience of sex as an active father. And I say an active father because... Uh, Taj, you know, takes care of his boys regularly. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll let you give the backstory and kind of like the whole thing, but I want you to kind of get into uh, how that's different. That experience is different from maybe when you were single without kids, uh, how that's different from when you were, uh, uh, when you were married and just kind of give, if you can, your take or your perspective on what it's like and how things are a little different for you uh, Mm. now than they were. Yeah, no, I think there's, as you're uh, ramping up there, three things come to mind and it's um, what they trigger, what each stage of uh, sexual seasons trigger, uh, both being, uh, or being a young person, uh, and that's, you know, pre-fatherhood, being married, Uh, becoming a father and then the continuation of what that that feels like and how that um, kind of circles back and and, and is lived out. So uh, starting in my 20s uh, or just (laughs) 
I'll say my twenties for this video. But <laughs> <laughs> I know this they show is. You, they don't need to know when you started. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a young man. Let's let's, let's start there because I know it's a fully candid, full transparency. So I'm trying to give you everything, and and it's often it's authentic um, happening. So, what um what happened? I, I guess you could say is back then. While I didn't necessarily subscribe to the reward system of um, kind of keeping log of how many women you know you sleep with as a young person, mm -hmm. uh, there is there is some a reward. I think it's probably the, and I don't I don't know what other word to use, but it's sweetest when you're young. Like there is something a little different about uh, uh, in, engaging. Um, in sex uh, back then that the, you know obviously when you're inexperienced you know you, your times your, your your runs are a little shorter as a man <laughs> i have talked about that plenty on this podcast <laughs> your, your time investment and value outcome uh, you know um buy low sell high mm -hmm. all right so that that's essentially what that was like you know um and it happened repeatedly where I was like, all right, that was, that was great. I would love to keep doing that, but you don't really know what you're supposed to extract from it other than physical uh, satisfaction. Yep, uh, so that's like bottom line. Uh, I could say as you get married or are married, or if you're in some monogamous relationship uh, of any kind, you start getting the questions hey when are you gonna have kids uh you know what and so sex becomes a different vehicle completely yeah. for me i can tell you hands down i completely got turned off by it because it was the only question people wanted to ask you as a married as a young married couple and i was like man um I don't want to have any right now and so you go back home and you're like do you want to have kids right now and you're doing this back and forth of Nah, not really. Let's take a couple of years and like hang out and enjoy this early part of things. Unless you're cool and you want to just do it right away, and that's fine to kind of knock them out. But for me, I, I wanted to keep enjoying the the physical desire of sex in an in, in early part. And then um the there is that like pressure because fatherhood is like kind of staring at you and the questions are coming, and now that thing is that weight is on you and your partner and now mm -hmm. it's a public affair but it's an acceptable public affair because it's this uh this is, it becomes an idea that people want to achieve as parenthood or fatherhood or motherhood or whatever the case is but then it just it it, it comes down to the point where you're like you're in church and it's like we want to have a, a baby lord and it's like <laughs> is it that serious because there's people out there that ain't praying for kids and they get them <laughs> and like hold on and it, it, and it feels it kind of feels like uh other people are like invested somehow into this you know endeavor as well it's not just for y'all you know what i'm saying like that's kind of why the questions I guess are coming because they're kind of like, you know, we kind of want to be a part of this too. Like, or we want to experience that when it happens. Yeah. Or you tell me if that's wrong or not, but it feels like that sometimes when, you know, parents are like asking or saying, you know, when, when are the kids coming and stuff like that? When are the kids coming? The whole church asking all your neighbors, any, anyone you meet, it's like, Oh, when'd you get married? And then they, the immediate, like, that's the next question. I'm like, Hey man, we just paid our first, set of taxes as a married couple <laughs> <laughs> let us work our way into that you feel me like can i live can i live 
Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, there's, there's just more to it than, than that. Uh, and, and one of the things I think that came out of, out of it are, are really two things. So there's having the first kid and then it's, it, it becomes like those questions kind of start getting, you can brush them off a little bit easier because in the back of your mind, you know, at the end of the day, no one's at your house staying up late with you watching this kid and it is hard work i mean whether you become a parent by happenstance or planned it's hard work so your sexual desires shift a little bit um to caregiving uh and hopefully you you care for the the person you're sharing you're co-parenting this this journey of, of parenthood with and say okay i need to put my physical desires on a back seat and make sure to kind of step up in a, in a different arena i want you to get a handle of all of that it's it, it. I wouldn't say cakewalk. I'm not going to use that that word because everyone has different parental challenges. Every child is born with different uh, groups of things. So, but after a while, you do get a handle on life with, you know, having a child or children. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that gets lost along the way, I said, I, I could say for me, I'm, I can't say for everybody else, but I could say that eventually, at some point in time, uh, you may or might have, and may not have even connected the two that you start desiring sex more and more and more. And then it's like, okay, why though? Like, is my partner, has my partner gained some new, you know, amazing set of assets or whatever the case is. If that's not the case, then for me, I eventually identified that it was an intimacy issue. I wanted Mm -hmm. to experience intimacy, not necessarily sex. And so sometimes you can sub in having sex with someone in marriage for just desiring to be intimate with them again, because you get lost in the mire of parenthood and partnership that you no longer um, kind of face each other in that space of uh, desire. Like apart from those things, it's more like a, a timeline. It's like, all right, I go to work, I have kids, I come home, I'm tired and we'll do this on Saturday. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I'm not saying that the, the the date application and the time application was a part of my marriage, but uh, it it happens like that. Like it it does become fewer, and 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 you try to fix it. You try to fix wanting to be more engaged sexually in your marriage, and so you try to fix it by uh, artificially. Uh, engaging in sex and Mm. after a little while either one or both parties will eventually wake up and be like i'm not really enjoying this anymore this not because i don't love you not because the sex can't be good it just i i'm not getting that connection with that exchange that we used to have uh either pre-kid or before the second kid came along Mm. you know and Mm -hmm. so like that also impacts your energy and your time and that's where you'll hear comedians run jokes on stage about oh um you could get more out of your wife if you help her like wash the dishes or something like that because that's time back she she can get to to recuperate to i don't know maybe be ready for you later on in bed but if she's exhausted yeah you're gonna you're gonna hear these words you're gonna be like get the towel that's it and then (laughs) then your 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 night's gonna be about this long How would you, how would you say, uh, did you, do you feel like since now the the kids are a a little bit older and, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to interrupt you. Do your thing. I want to hear, I want to hear the the phase after the, the, uh, after the marriage as well, but you'll, you'll get to that. 
Uh, let's see. So I'd say, you know, post-marriage. So, you know, uh, full disclosure, uh, divorce, single dad now, um, re-engaging life uh, through a new relationship. And sex is different uh, now, uh, not necessarily an undiscovered country, obviously, right? You, you have kids, you're, <laughs> you're a dad, but you definitely know what you like at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think even to speak to it from a, a position of a post-marital uh, event of having a new relationship and, and having an uh, exchange with someone new intimately, um, you do hopefully allow yourself enough time to um, kind of, dilute your expectations you know um and i mean that by saying you had a previous partner for a really long time in a marriage and Mm -hmm. there are certain things that were done a certain way that allowed both parties to achieve climax and you can't bring those into your new relationship at all Mm -hmm. you do that new relationship after new relationship it will become a a cycle so uh that's something i hope anyone who is experiencing uh, a post-marital journey keeps in mind that give yourself some space man like don't uh take the machismo role of um you know i gotta get back on the horse or i gotta get back out there or it's a numbers game or anything like that because you're all you're keep in mind, you are depleted. You're coming out of a previous investment. It's just like anything else, whether it's financial or educational. This is a spiritual event. Uh, and if, if if you take that component out, this is definitely a soulful event. Um, because now you think about a woman's body very differently. Uh, you also think about the uh, rewards and most of all the consequences, or I could say the outcome or results, meaning you could have another child unexpectedly, mm-hmm. or you could uh, end up, if you're playing the numbers game and you're in these streets, as the mm-hmm. as the folk would say, then you could be exchanging some really negative, um, you know, biological things with people. And that's, that's like never cool. So uh, I'm not telling anyone how to live their life. It's just to say, give yourself some space and give yourself some time to uh, almost like decompress from that previous event and um, look toward your new partner and be honest with them to say, these are things I really like and I would love to explore them with you. Uh, And I'd also like to do them slow and not necessarily fast. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's the best thing that I have now is there's this massive communication component um, in my current relationship that just is hadn't showed up before like we talk about everything in grave detail uh you would think we were trying to develop a prenup or some type of legal document (laughs) the level of granularity that Mm -hmm. we go into about it um because it's important it's important to know where uh where your soul has or is currently anchored because if I don't know, I can't help to pull that chain up so that you and I can sail in the same direction. And that is strangely uh, a metaphor for something. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't intentional, but it went there. So yeah, but that's uh, that's kind of where it is. I'd say young guy, just kind of quick reward, marriage guy, um, and, you know, really converting the the, the duties of uh, husbandship and, and fatherhood and, and kind of trying to find intimacy again with your, your person. Uh, and then the, the life beyond that is how do you 
uh, rewrite your script because you can't undo any of what you mm-hmm. have now, right? Like you have things like I have my boys and I now have to teach them how to show two women respect, love, and uh, honor how they are being reciprocally treated, which hopefully is always kind. Mm-hmm. So that's always um, a, a tightrope, right? Um, can't can't do away with your past and definitely the future while it's unwritten. Um, you you can be the best possible guide. So now sex for me is one of a very guided event and can no longer be uh, unscripted unless you and your partner have an extremely amazing chemistry where spontaneity is a natural component of your relationship. Mm-hmm. But if it isn't, it it can be learned. You can give yourself space to create a spontaneous moment. And uh, just whether it's you're into one thing or the other, it doesn't even matter. Just, just know that you can... Um, so I'm reading this book and it's... It's about creating new habits, um, but it's not necessarily about the habit itself. It's about allowing yourself an authentic response um, when there's a cue, right? So we all have nerves. We all have things that happen to us when we're uh, frightened or when we're happy. Uh, but in the senses where it's your spidey senses are going off and you're you're having a bit of a, a discernment, right? Mm-hmm. In, in a moment or like, I don't know what to do with this. That's a great moment to just sit with it, take a few moments and be like, hey, can I get a moment? And my partner and I right now, that's exactly what it's like. Hey, I need a moment. And it's great to be able to give your partner that space and say, you know what? I'm going to have this respect for that person so that they can quickly or however much time they need to like measure their soul, measure what's happening in this event and come back and, and disclose to me what they're experiencing and feeling because if they're not on unpacking that for you, they're unraveling in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you don't want the unraveling. I'd rather you be able to like, look at the thing and be like, can I unpack this in front of you and like not be um, discouraged about feeling this way. Um, and I say that because as a young man, and so this is a back in time moment that taught me. So this is a time machine moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that during, and I I didn't share this with a lot of people actually. I can't believe I'm doing this now, but I think it's <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's important. So you don't know what women go through, and I'm only speaking to heterosexual relationships right now, right? Because that's mm-hmm. only who I've had sex with. So um, you don't know what that woman's been through. Young woman, middle aged, old, it doesn't matter. Um, I remember engaging in a night of passion with someone and halfway through it uh she just began to weep and i couldn't understand it Mm. and as i paused because i mean if you're an idiot you'll keep going (laughs) like oh she's (laughs) having a great time she's loving it this is this is a cry for a very deep soulful it's not she was she was crying from a disturbing moment and i Mm -hmm. I asked her and she she didn't even realize that she had not processed um uh a very very bad moment for her Mm -hmm. in her past and trauma yeah and i just i had to take a moment and so i'm I'm not equipped, right? I'm in my 20s. I'm not equipped, not even 20s, 20s, barely. Um, and I just had to sit there and, 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 and be present 
with her to say, you know what, I'm going to be available to her in this moment and not be a self-seeking dork and try to see if I can push past this. Uh, so I think some of those moments, while they're very heavy, um, have afforded me some a little bit of wisdom to tackle um, approaching sex uh, post-marriage and during marriage to say, you know what, sometimes there's some stuff that we bring into the bedroom that have nothing to do with sex, and it can it can be a, a major blockade to uh, ultimately uh, being able to to satisfy and be satisfied, be satisfied more importantly, because the guys, guys most guys are always willing to put in work. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll keep going to some, I don't know, beat or rhythm that's in our head that tells us we should. But uh, the truth is if you really, really slow down and, and listen to a woman's body and hear her and, uh, voice and uh, listen to what she is saying even during or before uh, and after sex it gets better like I, I can't begin to tell you like it just gets it can be extremely extremely good um, yeah so yeah that was my time machine moment to kind of connect the, it as a bridge but those things taught me how to navigate some of what I, I do now because I realized that it's we need to start being honest, and I and it was because of her honesty that allows me to be honest with other people over time during mm -hmm. sex. It's like, man, if that if that person can be as honest in such a grave moment, in such an intimate moment, she didn't have to reveal that to me. She could have just been like, "No, I'll tell you later" or something like that. But we discussed it naked in bed, and it was just like that is. That's wild, and we're we're good friends. I, I wouldn't say we're close friends today, but we've we've maintained a close enough friendship where we're. If I wanted to pick up the phone and call her, she's still a, a very good good person. Um, she's her transparency has definitely rewarded her in life. She's on has been on a positive path since then, and her family's great. So, good things. But um, but yeah, man, sex is 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 definitely a a road to to navigate across these three areas, and it just gets more challenging if you want to keep having your way all the time. Mm -hmm. well, that kind of brings me to another question, which is, uh, uh, thank you for that, by the way. Thank you for, for sharing that because that's insight that uh, we don't really get often. I've only had one other uh, person that has, you know, children um, one other father to be specific on the, on the podcast before. So, um, that was helpful. Um, hopefully that's helpful for anybody else out there who's a father and, uh, that may provide some type of insight for you. Um, but that leads me to another question, which is at this point, uh, post-marriage with children, um, but with children that are obviously growing older. Uh, so they're not like, you know, babies anymore. Um, yeah. But with that, um, how important is sex now for you? Like within, you know, uh, let's say from a from a zero to five, zero being not important at all, five being extremely important. Um, and maybe if you can compare that to how uh, how important it is compared to other things in a relationship. Like you brought up intimacy, um, communication, trust. Those are the four things I feel like 
people need for a successful relationship is intimacy, trust, sex, and communication need to be at least good. They don't have mm-hmm. to be perfect, but they need to be good. And if any of them are struggling, if any of those areas are struggling, I feel like uh, chances are you're going to see that and that's going to um, manifest in the, uh, in the way the relationship is going as well. But what's your take on it? Like, what do you... Uh, I'll answer the first part of the question, which is, you know, from a one to five, I'd say a three. I'm very, I'm always in, in neutral. Um, Um, I don't think anyone in, in, in pair groups would ever, uh, tag me for an over-sexual person (laughs) ever. Like, I I, I don't even think people knew I had kids (laughs) until they, until like I had one beside me and they're like, you're a dad. It just... I don't know why. Maybe my, I just don't give that off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at best, you might see me at carnival, and then you're like, okay. But then everyone's <laughs> doing it, so it's exactly, you can't yeah. really like. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'd say a three. I'd say a three. So I'm I'm definitely in neutral. It is for me, and always has been, uh, uh, chemistry uh, driven. So mm-hmm. every time I've gone against uh, the chemistry, it's resulted in. Uh, not so great outcome. Mm. Uh, so, and I've learned to listen to that. Now, whatever those cues look like to people, I, I can't, I can't say, but I, I know what they are for me. So I'm, ex- I'm really cerebral in regards to how I connect with a, with my person. So um, I love to, to, to hear from them. I love to learn from my partner and hear about what interests them and, and what they're, deep desires are and what their, you know, experiences are. So I go from a neutral to a five based on that. Uh, I don't just, yeah, I, 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 I'm not a, um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not that beauty driven. Uh, my partner is extremely beautiful, but it's, it wasn't that, that wasn't the primary focus. It was like, you got me to a five because I heard you, I heard, I'm listening. I want to listen to your soul. Like I want to hear what, what it, what it has to say and not just the exterior. Cause, uh, so, and I think I need to support this a little bit. So I'm a creative, uh, for mm-hmm. the audience. People don't know my background. I'm in marketing. I've been doing it for 20 some odd years, but I also have a strong design background. So aesthetically I enjoy very, very pleasant looking things, mm-hmm. but I don't need to own them. I can be an, an observer and and walk away and not need to possess it. A lot of people need to possess uh, pe- other people, and I don't necessarily need that. I could see someone on a, if you want to call it a beauty Richter scale, and be like, "Yo, shaking, she's banging, mm-hmm. right?" Like, and then your maleness comes into play and be like, "Yeah, I'd do that," but for me, it's like. I would do that. And then I would also just go back to the bar because I'm either hungry or thirsty or something like something else takes over. And it's I'd rather have a stimulating conversation rather than to sit around being like, yo, she bad, she bad, she bad, she bad. Like that just gets it gets old. Right. And beauty fades. So at the core of some of the things you mentioned, um, you know, trust and and some of the other items uh, for me. The, the fuel in this relationship at its core is friendship. Mm. That if that 
ever fades. If I ever stop wanting to kick it with her like that, like real, and like, and I've mentioned this to her repeatedly, like I, I enjoy your company. Like, I don't care if sometimes we never do anything in the bed. Like I enjoyed the time we were awake, upright, <laughs> vertical. Mm-hmm. And when we get past all of that at the end of the night, that's like just that's the cherry. That's not the icing. The rest, the rest of the cake was the friendship and the trust and the conversation exactly. and everything else. Like that stuff is what makes getting to that moment actually way more special than anything else. Cause that's just a celebration of everything that came before it. That isn't the thing that keeps us together. Like, so if it stops or slows down, it's just like, we'll just sit together and be like, Hey, why did it slow down? Oh, that's right. You're doing something. You're, you're taking a couple of weeks to do that. You know, like we're not saying, Oh, I don't get your time anymore. Why are we not doing this? Like dudes, if that's, if you're doing that to your lady and she's like a really busy person or, you know, like she's a lawyer or a doctor or just someone who has very taxing, um, you know, uh, career, uh, with the maybe added things of uh you know child rearing or maybe she's a great aunt or maybe she does you know a lot of charity work whatever it is that consumes her time and then you're like man i don't get you in the bedroom any more or as much as like maybe you should have get some things to do <laughs> like go do, <laughs> go do some stuff like do you have hobbies like <laughs> i think actually uh that's actually a good point is um I think it's important when people feel like uh, their partner is not available as often as they'd like. Um, I do think that's actually a great suggestion is maybe you should figure out more things that you need to be doing. Because one thing you don't want to happen is for uh, one person in the relationship to feel kind of like, uh, why are you so available all the time for, <laughs> you know, to even have all like all, all not to have all this time for me, but why aren't you uh, doing more? Why aren't there more ambitions in your corner? You know, why aren't there more things going on with you? If, if, if that person is somebody who's ambitious and is doing a lot. So you got to be careful with that too, to make sure that you're not just sitting around all the time and you kind of got your own shit going on as opposed to waiting for the other person to be done with their stuff so they can spend their time with you. So be careful with that. People learn. Yeah, for sure. And learn how to serve your partner, man. If they're busy, uh, male, female, whomever you're with, um, you know, if they're caught up in doing something, figure out how you can serve them, man. That that's, that's stored value. People talk about stored Mm -hmm. value in cryptocurrency, you want to have stored value with your partner. You know, she is or he is looking to do something somewhere down the line, but hasn't really gotten to it. And you have a little extra time on your hands. Maybe you'll get him those those golf clubs or, you know, the, the golf balls he always wanted or a pair of gloves, you know, that he needed because the old ones are raggedy or something like he's he loves. He has a record uh, collection, maybe add to it, you know, do so he'll be he'll remember or she will remember all that stuff and you'll get it back and it's not to say that you'll karmically get it back in the bedroom it's to say it 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 is energy stored up and you're like man my partner is extremely thoughtful and it's not to bring them to a place of 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 guilt or anything like that so that somehow it will trigger them back into a moment of reciprocation it's just to say oh child abduction 
uh, South Florida. Mm. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, that's always like something I, I think through, um, is how can I, how can I be supportive, uh, and not always seeking to satisfy myself through my partner? Uh, that's, that, that, that wears out a little bit. And, you know, as you're speaking, something else came to mind, which was, uh, which is why I'm not a five. You know, you asked about the scale, uh, mm-hmm. where I, where I am on sexually one to five. There are moments where the, the scale tips to five from time to time where, because, you know, she looks sexy or, you know, she's dressed or just a moment in time. But if, if my partner, not current, current one withstanding is always on that side, it's actually extremely exhausting. Um, um I heard uh, this actor, uh, Michael Jai. Michael, Michael yeah. Jai White? Yeah, that's it, the okay. karate, yeah, yep, yep. And he was talking about, uh, you know, having uh, group of group sex and stuff like that. And um, he says, yeah, I've had it all, but, you know, all, all that stuff's kind of, you know, passe now. And the, the interview was like, but why? You know, that's kind of like the greatest male fantasy. You know, if you and your partner are really good at keeping your relationship tight and you can still invite a third person in, what is it? Uh, what does it mean? He's like, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. Like, I don't, I don't have that time, energy anymore. Like, honestly, bro, like for me specifically, I, I work out. I work, uh, I father, I, I partner, and whatever other free time I try to give it to, you know, where where it, it's being called on um, and where I'm being called to. But, like, you're tired. Like, you're tired. I was we're, Before we hopped on the call or, or, or the stream, we're, I was sharing with you, like, I'm doing things to keep my body in, um, energized and clean. And sometimes sex is very exhausting, especially if you're a person who... And this probably speaks to the guys who, because um, there's some guys out there that they can't orgasm uh, in a shorter space of time. They go mm-hmm. on for a really, mm-hmm. really long time. And they may not talk about it, but if you are one of these fellas, even if you're intermediate to very you know, long sexual encounters, you're exhausted. You're not exhausted that moment, but it catches up to you like in the week or like the Monday, the Tuesday, mm. the Wednesday, and you're just like fatigued and you don't remember that, oh my gosh, I just put out an hour or two hours or three hours or four hours and you, you're just done. Imagine doing that and then adding a third person to your, to your, to your event. You're exhausted, man. You're exhausted. I don't. I don't care who you are, and you're not getting paid for it. <laughs> uh, you think about it in terms of investment too. Like, you know, what am I? What what's my return gonna be like? <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I hear you. Though. I hear you. Okay, so, um, um, you said something before. Uh, lost my train of thought. Um. I think when you said about, uh, okay, so we were talking about like kind of like the 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 different components, and you said you were a three, right? Yeah, I would I would say that I'm a three to four, like I'm I'm kind of similar to you in a way that um, it can go to a five very easily if I'm dealing with a particular person. If I'm already in something with somebody, 
you know what I'm saying? Whether that be casual or uh, something more committed. Um, oh, I can go to a five like that because like you said, you've already built up all that other stuff in the relationship and sex really at that point becomes an expression, a form of expression for me. Um, I'm also, I would create, I would consider myself a creative type person as well. Um, and so for me, sex is like art, you know what I'm saying? It's like my, my canvas where I get to express myself, um, and express love to another person. Um, so I totally get that. And for me, it's almost like 25% of the relationship with the other components I mentioned being 25 equally, all of them have equal equal importance um but yeah i'd say like a three or or maybe a maybe more of a four but yeah between three and four for me would be about right yeah it's a good balance man it's uh the your partner is always uh a, a good mirror for if you are being your natural self then you should feel um that shining back at you you know mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's not, it does, and it could create a deficit for you, right? Uh, the, every guy, every every gal, you guys should really just um, pay attention to when you feel your most natural with that person, and mm-hmm. they're reflecting the sentiments uh, that of how you want to receive love communication. Um, that's that's the relationship for you you know oftentimes we go in with the <clears throat> full appearance of oh it's you know it's valentine's it's literally valentine's week mm-hmm. and we need to do these things and the truth is they they will pass away and um and you'll just be left with your person when there's no valentine's day so uh invest on the days that aren't those calendar days all year mm-hmm. long um just be thoughtful and come home or call or show up. Sometimes just be present and you'll be surprised when your person is reflecting the values that you desire to receive. Um, Cause sometimes we get choked up uh, in bed because we weren't communicating properly before we even got there. And when I say properly, it's, that's obviously subjective, but I mean that to say we as the um, giver mm-hmm. often need the reward of how you receive our gift. And so if you didn't receive our gift, our love or communication in the, in the way that we wanted to see it displayed or reflected, then we're turned off. Like, you know, you, you've been in, I'm sure you've been in a moment where it's like, Hey, I did this great thing for you. And then your response is thanks. <laughs> or, or even where it's like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, you know, and in their mind, they're like, you know, how much effort I put into this. There were like ten targets, and I had to go to the one that was really far away. <laughs> you know how long I had to hold this memory of this thing you wanted that you told me like a couple of years ago or something. You know, what I'm saying like, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. So we have to hopefully withhold um, ourselves from needing that always, and just say, I give this freely. I give this freely to you. I love you. I wanted you to have this. And whether they reciprocated in the manufactured state from our thoughts, um, we can say, I did this without any any chains on, without any um, ideas of how you should have um, responded to me. 
And if if we can keep doing that, we help the other person become the nat- their natural selves too, mm-hmm. because in in it 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 either helps to shed uh, some of the unnatural, the masking, the walls that everyone kind of sit, stands behind. And so by the time you get into the bedroom, you can talk during sex, you can adjust, you can listen, you can feel, you can pause, you can be silent, you can do all of these dynamic things that aren't what we see in rom-coms or on television or that we hear about from other friends and we try to duplicate because like, oh, they tried this one thing, let me try this. And it's like, now nah, find your style with your partner because you'll know what that feels like when it's when you're being open, like when the door is like fully open, breeze is blowing through and you're like, man, I feel really good about this. And so the objective of sex sometimes doesn't even have to be orgasm. It could truly just be you connecting with that person mm-hmm. naked physically, which fellas, if you haven't achieved just like intimacy that is non-sexual, I'd urge you to give it a shot. I've, give I've, it a shot. I've been preaching it for episodes and episodes on this podcast. How, um, how sex when uh, when you reach a certain level of connection, how that changes sex, and how it's very hard to go back, honestly, to just um, you know the physical interaction, uh, especially somebody like me who's single. It's it becomes more and more difficult. I'm to the point now where I'm like, uh, I don't think I think I'm done with casual situations because, you know, they just don't they they don't satisfy uh, the full need of what I want to get out of, of, of a sexual interaction. But also, too, they don't satisfy the needs of, of what I want to get out of a uh, companionship or out of a partnership. So um, but yeah, if you have not experienced connected sex especially if you're you know if you are any kind of spiritual person and uh you you believe in people having you know souls and spirits and stuff like that yo sex is on a different level i i've said it before it is the closest thing i i could describe on earth to seeing god when you get to that kind of connected state with somebody else in a sexual interaction um I'm glad you seconded that, you know what I'm saying? So it don't seem like I'm just tripping or I'm just talking shit because <laughs> I am speaking real stuff, all right? Yeah, Gene and I actually never spoke about this part. Uh, a lot of what's being said today are, are things that we've never uh, had the chance to speak about um, in person. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it is it is a beautiful component, man. I, I can't, oh man, a friend of mine, uh, her name's Mandy. Mandy actually hosts class with women uh, to help women get connected with themselves and their sexuality. Mm. And uh, very, very, very similar to exactly what you're doing, just on, on the female side um, of, of uh, perspectives. And man, I mean, what she is doing is, is just amazing work because it, it leans into this uh, idea of non-intercourse intimacy is uh is transcending like it mm-hmm. really it really is transcending um i i've i lo- i love it like the the first i wouldn't say the first but 
I want to compare. I, w- I want to compare it to, and I don't want to compare it to because it's not a direct, uh, like a one-to-one ratio in in relationship. But if fellas, you haven't picked up a book about like tantric sex, mm-hmm. I would Google it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I I know if like 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 Gene said, um if you have if you have a if you live in a faith system that makes you feel restricted about exploring these things, um think about if you want you to satisfy your partner as much as yourself. Um and if you do want to honor them whole wholeheartedly, um just Google it, check it out, do some reading. Um, and it, you know, there's some meditational components to it too. So don't think it's, it's like all, um, nakedness, like <laughs> as maybe Eddie Murphy would say, naked, naked. It ain't all, all is about the nakedness. And man, I can tell you, if you, if you want to get somewhere interesting with your partner, that's a, that's a good starting point, um, for a new chapter. Um, in exchange so for sure and and also learn some stuff about yourself too because i feel like when you experience sex on that level which is kind of beyond just the body um you really it opens your mind up you know i, I would i guess i would compare it even though i'm not uh i'm not really like a drug user like that i've tried you know a couple of things like you know what i'm saying like edibles or something like that or weed mm-hmm. Again, even though I have not been able to really get high off of weed, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, but I would compare it to the experience of, uh, you know, like a high, you know, getting a high and kind of uh, seeing the world in a different way and kind of having a new perspective on things. And once you get that, um, not to say that you won't want, you know, the physical aspect of sex, because sometimes, you know, that's nice too, just the carnal sex. But um, you, you, you definitely start to uh, want more out of sex more, more regularly than maybe you, you did before. And, uh, and like you said, maybe not even out of sex, just out of a, you know, the, the connection that happens when two bodies are without clothing and facing one another uh, and, you know, hands are together you know, gazing into each other's eyes, whatever the ritual or the routine might be. Um, there's different ways to achieve that. Um, I've even talked about, I don't know if you've played around with this, but um, like kind of moving energy around on your partner's body through touch and stuff like that. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's something that I really want to explore more because man, when you see that, you just like, yo, I can't believe this shit is happening. Like some people don't even believe that kind of stuff is real, but to see it in person is like, yo, that's, that's crazy. I don't know why they wouldn't think it's real though, man. Cause I mean, you wouldn't say a massage isn't real and they're moving energy around your body. That's half of why it feels good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's going to be for guys. It's going to be unnatural because mm-hmm. we are not n- predisposed to be this uh stripped down into our our our, our ourselves and we think that we and i'm not saying that everyone 
has to maintain a certain posture of masculinity. It's just saying that we are more revealing to our our closest brethren, right? And so we'll talk to them about the most intimate things. One of my friends, um, a few decades, like maybe a decade ago or so, he said it to me like, hey, there's got to be a few guys in your life that you can be naked with, right? So like your partner is one of, should be one of those people you could be naked with. And I think for this reference that we're talking, speaking to is you're attempting as a man, not only to Gene's point, to move the energy around their body, but it, it kind of, if you actually take the mantle up to uh, orchestrate doing that, and I mean, like, that's, it's also liberating for yourself as a guy, right? Because you're no longer using the tool that you're used to using. Like, mm. that one is not it. Like, it is, it is these, it is this, it is, it is, and sometimes it's your whole body, and it's just, you want to, man, you would be surprised what you unlock in your partner uh going forward with this and and it's not like some some quick it's not fixing anything so don't don't think like approaching this as, as fixing you is fixing your partner it is just an unlocking of parts of um i guess you could say uh <sighs> Same thing with the massage, like it, un- it, it it releases certain things from your body, right? Like mm. there is there, you, you'll see your partner literally relax and get more and more relaxed. And it could get even more intense than that, than just a, mm. a sense of relaxation, like in a very real way. And as men, we're not used to crying women, especially if you're not at a funeral, if you're not crying because I'm, at, I'm proposed to you, mm-hmm. like key, key ideas, or if it's not just cycle and you're just really <laughs> intense that you're know, having a really intense one. If it's none of those three moments, like we're not used to seeing weeping and uh, being emotionally intelligent enough to handle uh, someone who's weeping both from uh, joy, from love, uh, from experiencing an unlocking of peace with you, mm-hmm. right? A, a sense of transparency. Like these aren't things we talk about at the bar. These aren't things we talk about with mm-hmm. the homies. This ain't nothing your uncle talked to you about. This is a stuff like your dad you used to sit down and be like, yo, when you meet your girl, this is something you'll have to learn to do. And if you do it, this is not going to make you soft. You know who, who kind of is closest to becoming these or having these attributes I'm not saying they put it into practice, but men who are fathers of daughters tend to be uh, a little bit closer to being sensitive Mm. to these practices and be like, you know what, because it just, it just happens. It's, it's what daughters, it's what daughters do to men, right? They make you aware that you cannot be abusive. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any man out there who is a father of a daughter would sit down and say to themselves like, yeah, I'm going to neglect her. She'll just have to learn in real time. But they'll always do that with boys. Yeah. We'll be like, I'm going to just wait till he comes to me. <laughs> Ask me that question that I've dreaded this whole time. Mm-hmm. But they'll never do that with a girl, right? Ever. So it's the key. It, I'd say it's one of the key differences between fathers of boys and fathers of, of, of young, young girls. And but I can say that there are still great dads who out there, and this is all coming full circle, strangely enough, um, who do seek being very, very balanced about 
not only their own sexuality, um, but also trying to ensure that they observe and raise their young ones to be uh, receptive and understanding and expressive about their sexuality and mm -hmm. be able to communicate that because my communication about the sex when I grew up was not good. <laughs> like I'm not saying they did a horrible job at it, but it was so brief. I think the sex ed class in middle school was, was definitely way more effort <laughs> than wow. I got. So everything that you've heard this evening that we, Dean and I have exchanged guys is just life. Like just me going through life and figuring out in the dark saying, you know what, this is what makes me feel good about treat how I should treat another person and how I should treat myself mm -hmm. and, and finding the balance of what is and what, what isn't for me. And like Gene said, he doesn't want to be in um, a non-productive relationship. That's just frills. I want a, I want a woman of substance. I want a partner that's about something and I want something that's deeper. And if it takes longer to find that through being single, then it's just going to have to be that way. So <laughs> So be sorry, it. not sorry. <laughs> hey, that's what it is, yo. That's just what it is. Um, I want to also say too, is is anybody in the chat um wanting to ask or contribute anything to what Taj has said tonight? Um you've given us a a, a good amount of insight, and I think uh there may be, you know, a person or two that might have something they want to add or something they want to ask or and y'all also did not tell me what y'all was drinking tonight. You know, that's a normal thing. Y'all supposed to let me know what's in the glass, even though I don't have anything next to me because I drank a whole bottle of bubbly the other night. But um, <laughs> so this is what happened. Let me tell you what happened with why I drank the whole bottle. It wasn't because like it happened to be on Valentine's night, but I don't really give a fuck about Valentine's. Like it's one of those made up days that really means nothing to me. If it means something to my partner, then fine. I'll I'll get you something or whatever. But right. um, so that night I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Let me have a glass of, of bubbly to celebrate myself. You know what I'm saying? And I forgot that I don't have a, uh, what do you call them? Not the, uh, I forget the name of it, that you replace the cork with to preserve. Oh, uh, the, the cork sickle? Yeah. I didn't have one of those because my other one broke off in another bottle. So uh, it was just there. And I was like, all right, let me just figure some way to seal it, you know, and, and get it, whatever. And then I was like, you know what? The last time, the last bottle I had kind of went bad. So I didn't even want to take the chance. I was just like, fuck it. Let me just see how much of it I could drink tonight. And I think I poured like maybe four glasses, about a fourth one. I was like, oh, shit, this thing is over. Like, it's done. <laughs> so I, I might as well just go ahead and you know finish finish it up so that's kind of how that happened but yeah that's the reason why i don't have any drinks for the night y'all but uh maybe y'all actually keep a good stash at home and, and y'all might have something uh, you probably didn't get anything tonight either huh because you wanted to be more clear-headed i'm assuming i uh, yeah i potentially <laughs> didn't get anything and then i thought to myself i was like I normally have some type of fixation to do something with my hands. Most people do. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, so like, oh, not having a glass of scotch would have been nice. I'm sure. Especially, look, we talking about sex. So, I mean, you know, it's, it would have been fitting to have a glass of scotch, you know? 
if, yeah. if that's what you if you if that's what you wanted but um yeah next next time you're on you definitely not definitely if you feel like it you should have something and i'll i'll make sure that i come correct as well <laughs> yeah um so yeah what y'all gotta say in the, in the chat what y'all got for me i'm i'm curious uh my sister jennifer benoit says hey taj <laughs> <laughs> hey jb what's going on i didn't know it no you're on i thought she would have been asleep by now <clears throat> and hello to you too since you know i'm kind of here as well since... but i mean but it's all good sorry right. you see how people do me see yeah they come like... they come on the podcast to to you know try to try to tear me down and you know what I'm saying like it's not right man this is my, this is my family uh she wrote jennifer wrote i didn't catch the convo what did i miss uh kind of the whole thing uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh we were talking about taj taj was mostly telling me about uh the experiences um with sex as as a father but then we also went through uh, what it was like before he was a father and also uh, post-marriage as a dad as well. And then we kind of got off into some other stuff in terms of like the importance of sex in a relationship. And uh, the last thing we finished up on was talking about um, sex in a, I guess you could say in a non-traditional way, um, which is not even really sex necessarily is more of an intimate connection Um an intimate energetic connection. You can see that too. <laughs> I know that showed up on your end, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we were talking about like, uh, uh, Taj brought up, uh, Tantra and, uh, how, you know, maybe some people could maybe read up on that and look into it and possibly, you know, discover a new level or new levels in their, uh, sexual engagement with with people or with their partners which i just seconded basically i just was like yeah i agree <laughs> connected sex is 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 awesome i like that is that like connected tv <laughs> i want to know if there are apps for that actually there are apps for that and uh, oh yeah connected sex uh through apps uh that's a whole nother podcast uh that hmm. we should talk about uh which i have a little bit of background on so um and experiences to share great thing if you haven't done it try it out it's it might be a little unnatural at first but it can be interesting that's all mm-hmm. now so mm-hmm. yeah probably in maybe the next episode we'll get we'll get to something like that okay all right that's something we'll keep in mind connected connected sex through apps all right got you um anybody else in the chat want to say anything want to give their hellos uh or goodbyes whatever (laughs) i don't know or want to ask what we talked about (laughs) or want to ask what we talked about for the last hour you know whatever whatever you have to add i'm I'm with it i'm for it And Taj, was there anything you actually, you know, uh, did you have any specific questions? Did you have anything in particular um, you want to go into that we didn't touch on? You know, the, 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 
fantasy aspects uh, always follow you uh, through all all of the the journeys um, of your sexual life, meaning you know, pre-marriage or pre-long-term monogamous relationship through it, and then you know post-relationship you always evaluate: was that something I was always wanting? wanted or is it something I was just doing because of my partner or because of some mm. external influence so I think that's probably the only thing that I, I never brought up is that there are things uh, that you have to consider either and uh, the phrase that says basically the things I, I did as a man um, I've got to do away with them and to become uh grown up an adult basically and i'm paraphrasing but mm -hmm. um so we have to consider is that fantasy a boyhood fantasy or is it something that's just curious because of external noise mm -hmm. uh what's what's truly you and there's nothing wrong with exploration right i think gene you would be master of exploration like this is definitely mm -hmm. the territory for me no uh, discussing <laughs> exploration oh, discussing this is true <laughs> discussing <Okay. exploration. laughs> and uh and just saying like okay um you know uh, what what are you turned on by and what are you put off by and sometimes as we chatted a little bit earlier about your partner kind of being your, a little bit of either your sounding board or your mirror. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are the moments where you'll bring up the fantasy that has been being, being towed in, in a, in a U-Haul for, for your, for your, <laughs> every relationship. Uh, for through every relationship. <laughs> I haven't gotten to try this yet. <laughs> now I've been with you for a year, baby. You know, um, you let me, uh, <laughs> And then you realize that person is just like, uh, no, nah, never. And then you love them so much that you're like, all right, maybe I don't need that as, as mm -hmm. much as I thought I did. Um, but then you maintain this curiosity. And does it cause a stumbling block for you, your relationship? And when do you decide to give it up, if ever? Uh, I think mm -hmm. one of those, that's probably like one of the biggest things that most, most men have to essentially live with is is this just a fantasy or is this like something that's part of me? That's I'm, it's actually funny that you bring that up because, well, let me, let me read this comment first. SG says, enjoy this podcast. Appreciate the male perspective on this topic. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, Taj was a, a, a big component for that happening. So I appreciate Taj as well. Um, it's funny that you say that because that brings up two two things uh, for me specifically. Just the other day, I think it was either this morning or yesterday morning. I remember one of my fantasies was like, and I wouldn't say a fantasy, but something I wanted to achieve sexually was like mm -hmm. having sex with. Uh, now I'm I'm a very ambitious person. I tend to <laughs> I tend to reach for the moon and more. Um, so I was like, I want to, you know, like engage sexually with uh, women from, uh, I would say, almost every country I visit, if not all of them, like a native person from that country. Mm -hmm. And then this morning or whenever it was, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if I actually care about that anymore. Like, because I've gone on trips now. I've been on several trips in the past year. Um, and that hasn't been the case. And I've still had 
an amazing time. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, maybe I guess I don't need that. And then also, too, obviously, you realize the more you have sex that uh, people are kind of the same in terms of not even having sex, but just meeting people. You realize how similar people are, mm-hmm. uh, how similar we are as human beings. Uh, and we're actually more similar than we are different. And so the idea that you're getting something so different because somebody's from a different place, it starts to kind of like wear off, like, yeah, it's probably not going to be that different, to be honest with you. Um, there's that one. And then also <clears throat> something I've said on this show, you know, m- many times is wanting to explore <clears throat> a non-monogamous relationship. And then I've talked about this as well, how when dealing with the last person I dealt with who didn't want that, um, it made me question exactly what you said. Like, is this something that is actually a part of me or something that I was just, you know, curious about? And um, yeah, that's a question that people will have to ask themselves. And I don't know if it's something that's more prevalent for, for guys or if uh, the ladies also have this same issue, but for sure, I think we have these things that sometimes we have ideas about or we have fantasies about. And uh, yeah, we come to a point sometimes where we have to ask ourselves, how important is it? And not even how important is it, but um, how, how much is it something, like you said, you said it perfectly. Is it a part of me or is it just something that I'm curious about that I want? And, you know, you kind of have to make that decision sometimes on whether that's something you want to continue to pursue or if it's not, or if it's not that serious. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the (laughs) rub of, um, of pornography, I should say. And that's where so many males get information early, Mm -hmm. early out. And so we observe these things that are staged it's not to say that sex isn't natural. Everyone's having it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the things that they're doing in the videos are, everyone's pretty much doing it with the exception of like major group events, which are a little uh, outrageous to me. But uh, we get some of the ideas there and then we want to test them out on our partner. <laughs> but they're not really a part of you and you don't necessarily know if you believe that you're going to receive pleasure from it. Mm-hmm. So why are you doing it? <laughs> um, so it 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 it's it almost sounds like you're saying the inspiration should come maybe not should but maybe it's it's better to follow the, to follow the inspirations that come from within as opposed to the ones that come from outside of you maybe absolutely I don't I don't think enough men subject themselves to uh, being explored and not enough <laughs> women. Uh, attempt to explore the man and I'm talking outside of um, a special night like an anniversary or Mm -hmm. a birthday or a thing like that but we're always being prompted as as male partners to get you guys warmed up so to speak (laughs) and I totally understand why right like there's viscosity issues Mm -hmm. so I want to make sure that that's not the problem Gotcha. Um, hopefully for me, like I said, I'm, I'm a little cerebral. So my partner gets me ready just by being attractive and us connecting through verbal communication mm-hmm. uh, and other nonverbal language um, and communication. But 
for the most part, um, yeah, I, I think, I don't think enough men have uh, given themselves over to asking to be touched uh, mm. in certain ways. And just let's start off with touch uh, more often and, and not necessarily specific touch that, that are that sexual touch, like below the waist, right? Like mm -hmm. touching me elsewhere. That's a not necessarily a massage or anything like that. And let that woman find out what your erotic zones are. I don't, I don't think a lot of dudes could sit here and tell you that mm -hmm. uh, they absolutely know that they, that they like getting their nipple sucked or they like their being or being bitten or yes, I, but more women can tell you that they like being choked, mm -hmm. you know? So, but if we never give ourselves into our partner's hands for care in this specific manner, I don't, I don't think the, it doesn't offer a, a teachable moment for your partner and it never lets you discover anything new about yourself other than what you're kind of born into uh, and to give yourself to as a, a repetitive act that either will become boring uh, after a little while if you are someone who does it enough and it just becomes mundane and you're jaded by it. Um, and then the other factor of males who that we don't always talk about is, hey, man, where are your testosterone levels? What's going on in your life? Is there stress? Is there this? Is there that? And mm -hmm. that brings down your desire level. But like I said, you'll still come back around because of your maleness to try to substitute that lack of intimacy, that lack of drive to still have sex and get the reward because you think that's what you need. Mm -hmm. And you got to stop doing that fellas like get down emotionally with your person be like i'm not in a good place um let's talk let's uncover that stuff first so we can have a really real good time like a week from now or a couple days from now it doesn't have to be right now because all you're doing is subbing it's like putting a band-aid on something you know is there it's paper cuts paper cuts are all over you <laughs> no yep. one's no one's letting it heal. So yeah. I don't know why that just all came out, but yeah. No, that's, that's still good info. Um, and I'm sure uh, anybody who's watching this now or watching it later is going to appreciate that. <clears throat> um, I don't, I don't have any more questions, man. Like, I think, I think we could, we could. Call I'd like that. to ask whoever's still on to say, Hey, would you be willing to give uh you know get your guy into a moment of of uh you know a place where he can can be explored by you you know in a in an intimate but non-sexual way that's something that you'd be prepared to do i think there is preparation to it right um and even as guys we whether it's good or bad preparation we still do some mm -hmm. <laughs> so is that something anyone would be willing to, to actually commit or have you and what have, what have been the results? Yeah, I heard the question. Let me see what uh what our person has to say. And exploring, um, you make a very good point. Exploring sex, or not even exploring sex, but exploring pleasure outside of just uh sexual gratification or even outside of just the typical um, uh, 
the typical, you know, sexual anatomical parts is really important for everybody involved in a sexual activity because our whole body can be in erogenous zone if we're in a state, in a, in a space to allow it to. So you can really open yourself up to a lot more pleasure um, than just the pleasure you receive in one specific area. Uh, all it takes is like kind of like an open-mindedness and, you know, being able to also relax enough to, to allow that to happen too. Like you'd be surprised how like the different parts of your body that just can receive pleasure um, that you maybe would have never thought of before uh, if you just kind of give it a chance and allow uh, your partner to, to, you know, explore with you. You know, you guys are exploring together, obviously. That was a great point. All right, that was my pen. <laughs> and if not, maybe it's just something to chew on. And uh, yeah. Oh, oh, here we go. As she has a comment. So as she says, definitely I feel worth trying and doing. Connectivity for me, at least, is more important than the physical. Okay. So you, you it sounds like SG has experienced uh sex on a on a deeper level than just the physical and and that's something that uh he or she finds very satisfying maybe more satisfying than not maybe but uh more satisfying or more important than the physical aspect of sex yeah it's short-lived uh sexual love is short-lived uh, so it's more valuable to feel loved outside of, of that space for certain. Uh, I know I uh, can, can definitely say that I love feeling sexually attractive to someone more so than I, I, I would be rewarded um, with, oh, that was a great performance in the bedroom. I, I, I love flirting. I think if you have a partner that you can flirt with and you can be, uh, you know, outside of the bedroom doing that with, that is an amazing relationship. And I think that's probably one that's way more valuable to me than them being able to um, give me pleasure sexually. Like I said, that's, that's the, that's the encore of like everything else that took place for the day of us flirting with each other, touching, passing her and kissing her, just going by and, like that stuff is is great. Like, way way better. And I and I I would say the it's along those lines. For me, anticipation has always been one of my favorite parts. Like the build up to sex has been one of my favorite parts of sex, and sometimes more than the act itself. Not to say the act's not good, but there's something about, uh, you know, kind of like especially if it's like planned. I'm gonna see this person on this day. We both know what it's going to be. And I start running the, uh, basically the, uh, the, the, the moment, the event in my head two or three days before and just start, you know, I want to do this to this person. I want to do that, lift up and do this. Blah, blah. And it just, that for me is like, I love that because my imagination could just go wild and do what it wants to do. And even if I'm not able to achieve everything I wanted, you know, in my imagination, but I'm definitely ready to go. That's for sure. Like she's getting, you know, there's no, there's no lag. There's no time for me to have to get, I'm ready. You know, when, ready I, when I get there, I'm ready to go. Cause I've already visualized this whole situation. 
Um, so the anticipation is definitely something that, whew, it's just, I don't know, it's just special. Yeah. Yeah. The gift wrapping moment, man. Unwrapping is always the, the best part of Christmas, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. uh, after you see what's in the box, it's like, oh, that's that's nice. I might get a couple of days of pleasure out of that thing, but staring at this thing for 25 exactly. days before yep. I could get it. Yep was amazing <laughs> shook the box tilted it and I listened to the hollowness you measure you measured it out you know i'm sorry this is about like a three by five size so it could be the, exactly like yeah. there's there's something to be said about allowing your imagination to take hold and just do what it does naturally yeah yeah absolutely mm. hopefully jenny caught all of that jenny <laughs> we'll see <laughs> she might be out of conversation already who knows man <laughs> um so all right uh taj is there anything or not anything but is there anywhere that uh you maybe want people to find you do you want people to find you on social media for anything in particular uh any any services that you offer um or any kind of uh endeavors that you want people to uh know about uh, for me specifically, as a veteran marketer at this point, um, probably at the middle of my career, happy to help people um, kind of do any uh, deep dive on uh, brand recreation or um, or creation or development. And um, my background is also in, in digital marketing. So you're talking everything from, uh, you know, e-commerce to um social to uh, search marketing, things of that nature, but it goes well beyond that. So if they're, um, I get really excited, probably um, coaching and teaching anyone about uh, kind of where digital platforms are going uh, nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, technology and all of that stuff, I'm big, big, big fan of um, uh, decentralized uh, finance. Uh, most people know it as cryptocurrency and uh, blockchain. So, um, but yeah, definitely advancements in IoT, the Internet of Things, is is always going to be my like day to day passion, and and how the network effect, um, you know, makes our lives easier, but also makes us become a little bit more reliant on systems instead of our, our own ingenuity. So there's kind of a, a balance to form there. But uh, that's my soapbox, and uh, I'm stepping off of it now. But yeah, so yeah, if anyone wants to find me, I'm online at uh, at Design Guru on Instagram or at uh, Designer Taj, and uh, happy to jump in and help anybody with uh, any of those things. I'm actually put that in the chat so people can see. It's E Y Z N Guru, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and another question I have because apparently I know. Kind of either in the marketing space or with the skill of a uh, digital marketing do you do any kind of uh mentorship when i say mentorship could somebody call you up who's in that space and just maybe wants a little bit more advice maybe who's earlier on in in their career and maybe might have uh some questions oh yeah Absolutely. It's a, it's actually a component of, um, of LinkedIn. So I, I, it's a feature I turned on a while back and I'm absolutely happy to do it in person as well. So it allows me to receive inquiries from folks who are either in the space, uh, in school currently for marketing, uh, or maybe just an early stage of their career and they don't know how to develop their skill sets to become 
what they believe I am versus what I actually am. Uh, And I think the path to what I do as a career is uh, very, very cloudy. And uh, most people just hear digital marketing and they immediately think social, but there's way more, way more to it than that. and, but I'm always happy to to coach anyone through it and and share any insights. Um, I've done keynote speaking before. I have to speak to very very uh, heavily invested clients uh, from multinational brands that invest a lot of money in reaching customers and brands. So um, it gets pretty nitty gritty. But as a as a, at the thirty thousand foot level, it's about paying attention to behaviors and how to find people uh, in the context of their surroundings. And that takes, that's where the, the art and the science meet because it takes a certain sense of creativity to message them, but it also takes an understanding of what are all the outreach channels that I can use that are relevant to those people and not simply like shotgun style of my marketing mm-hmm. and dilute myself at people. And, and that's what, really really strong marketers understand they'll the first question a marketer will always ask you like any salesperson not that we're trying to sell you anything or or take any extra money out of your pocket but is what is your budget because if you think content is free because the platforms are free then that's a wrong lane of thinking um it Mm -hmm. takes effort into these to to create things a lot of effort it takes sometimes often team of people to create something that looks very very simple and short um and short even in short form not even a long form um item like an article or or a movie or anything like that so yeah think some of that stuff through understand the value of it all um and what you believe you should get back from that because as a business or a brand a lot of the times you'll question a a marketing agency or a consultant and be like hey i paid x amount of dollars you know i i expected to get back this and uh, a lot of times the marketer has to re-explain uh their position in saying hey uh this is a branding um event not a um you know, we're not, a, this is not about acquisition. And the, the only people that truly understand that is probably one brand and that's Apple. They, they sell nothing in their ad. <laughs> people might see a cell phone. They might even see a laptop, but they're not selling you anything. They're selling you the brand. They're selling you the experience. Mm-hmm. And for a brand that mostly sells a lot of their hardware online, why would they keep a store? Why would they ever open up a store because of an experience for their brand that they want to maintain that a traditional big box retail outlet cannot get right and has not gotten right? So they decided to open their own store and now they can maintain and control the environment of how you experience their brand, the language that's used in the store, the consistency of service and all that stuff. So none of that stuff just happens None of that stuff just happens, right? So it, it all matters. Um, so yeah, I'm heavily brand and I'm equally balanced in, in digital and paid media and technology understanding. So um, having those skill sets does is not something that you come out of school with. There are things that you can do to learn and grow into um, this, but you also have to find your space. Like, what are you passionate about? If it is content, figure out if you're a content creator and or a writer. You don't have to be a marketer 
um, mm-hmm. in that sense from the science side. Because like I said, it's art and science that two meet and sometimes they're not always the same person, but they do have to work together in this day and age. You can no longer be one or the other. You can't be on one side of the tracks versus the next. Okay. All right. Um, hopefully there's some uh, marketers out there or people in that space that uh, that were listening to that and really got, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm not a marketer, so I understood a good amount of what you were saying, but not all of it. But either way, I'm sure that that definitely uh, reached somebody who uh, who maybe had a question about that specifically and was like, all right, like that really made that more clear for me because I was kind of lost about this or that or the other thing. So I appreciate that, too. Um, that's all I got for y'all, man. Um, I want to thank Taj once again uh, for coming on. It's it's kind of late for him. I don't know what time you go to bed, but, you know, it's almost 1030 on your end, right? Something like that. No, no, I'm, I'm still up. Uh, I'll be up for a little bit. Um, waiting, waiting for the boo. okay well you know what he didn't have to you know like give the time that he had or the time that he had available i'm sure to do some other stuff uh to us tonight so i really appreciate you joining and uh yeah this was episode number 37 of the sex mechanic podcast i am your host the sex mechanic thank you again for joining for everybody watching live i appreciate you all and for those of you watching or listening on different platforms later on I appreciate y'all as well. And hopefully you uh, enjoyed this very insightful um, and just this different perspective that we don't usually get, which is kind of like a male perspective on some things. Um, And I hope you enjoyed that that part of the show as well. So thank you all. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Thank you, James. (laughs) Yeah, no problem, man.